Hey guys, this is D. Williams again with This Comics Life. On this exciting episode, I'm going to be talking one-on-one with stand-up comedian extraordinaire Anthony Mojica. Yep, the host of the Blacklight Lounge right here in beautiful Long Beach, California on Tuesday nights. He hosts the open mic there, and I got to know him a little bit, and I went over to his house, and I recorded a little bit of us chatting and having a few laughs here and there. It's definitely a good one to see, and yeah, I will talk a little bit about it after the episode, but it's definitely a little longer than I normally do. Uh, I'd say about maybe an hour and 20-ish minutes, but uh, yeah, I actually recorded a lot more of him, and I might even bring it into uh, part two, and I have a little extra, definitely, so uh, there's going to be more Anthony Mojica, so if you guys definitely like him, Tune in and check it out for part two coming in the near future as well. But definitely check out right now part one of my uh, interview with Anthony Mojica. If you guys want to tune in or check him out on Facebook or Instagram, go to Toner Charmer or Toner Charmer 1. I believe he has a, yep, a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. And uh, you can check it all on the links in the episode uh, description. All right, guys, let's check it out. Me one-on-one with Anthony Mojica. Let's check it out. Welcome, everybody, to, again, This Comics Life. This is your host, D. Williams, a.k.a. Daryl Williams, a.k.a. Uh, Darren, a.k.a. Derek, a.k.a. D. Money, yeah, son! Yeah, D. Money, whoever. I, you know, I have about maybe four or five different nicknames that, uh, you know, groups of friends call me, but it is definitely... Lil Drizzle? <laughs> I would call you Lil Drizzle? I don't know if I get the Lil Drizzle Drizzy. yet. No, but I, I've, I have D. Money, uh, I have Durrell, uh, I have... Uh, Zapper Bam. Dizzy. I'm calling you Dizzy, dizzy. bro. From now on, you're Dizzy, son. Yay, yay. <laughs> That's what I really wanted, like, when I first started comedy, is that I wanted it to be just D. Williams, because people could just, you know, make up whatever the D wanted to be. You know, it could just be whatever they wanted, you first know? First of all, I heard about you. First thing I thought was, uh, now I'm not going to say anything, yeah. but a 55-year-old urban comic with a Steve Harvey suit on. You know, that, that was, yep. when someone said yep. D. Williams, that was my first thought, like, oh, this guy's going to come in all hamburger. But what about Daryl Williams? Ducky, 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 whatever the fuck his name was. I'm sorry? <laughs> Shucky Ducky. Oh, that was that dude. Yeah. Like, Shucky Ducky, yep. quack, yep. quack. You remember the fuck? Yep. Oh, yep. shit, son. Death Comedy Jam. But what about Daryl Williams? Do you think, like, you Darryl know, Williams. middle of age, like, white guy with no hair and a beard? Not Daryl. Daryl sounds like uh, an ex-LAPD uh, sergeant. Yeah, you know, Daryl Gates. He yeah, was he was yeah, a sergeant. But that's yeah. what Daryl sounds like to me. Like someone would say, "Oh, I'm having Daryl Williams come in." I'm like, "Fuck, bro, I'm gonna have to put my weed away." <laughs> like, I'm gonna have to Febreze. Is he cool, every, man? I'm gonna have to Febreze everything, and yep. I'm gonna have to get rid of all my Marley paraphernalia. Because uh, yeah, that's true. But yeah, that's my first thought when I think Daryl Williams. I started doing this bit about that where if you look up Daryl Williams on Google, it is only 
guys that you would think that are police chiefs that are old, staunchy white guys, yeah. or they're attractive, like uh, Steve Harvey type, older black oh, man. Gentlemen. Yeah. Older black gentlemen. Yes. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. There's, so it's I hit those two. On the you hit it. Holy shit, son. What do I win? I don't know. You win a hearty handshake and a job well done. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we don't have prizes on this show. I didn't read the, the little dis- restrictions nope. on the bottom. Nope, God nope. Damn it. But that's what it is. It's funny because, like, there's no Asians, there's no Mexicans, like, there's no any other race. It's either black guys or white guys. That's it. Yeah. And I mean, if it would have been Daryl Muck Williams, yeah. yeah, you would get a different set, more pale. Here's the more morbid thing that I... Shots? Yeah, yeah. What if it was like a Daryl McWilliams? That'd be yeah. like more mugshots. Yeah, right? McWilliams would be a little different. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's just a whole bunch of mugshots. <laughs> people who got super drunk one night, and that's that's sort of. See, that's the thing about comedy. Bringing it back is that when you first, back. when you first start with comedy, and I've noticed it with my own self, yeah. is that when you say something controversial, or when you say something like "Ooh, this might ruffle some feathers," or "This is going to be edgy." Yeah. Yeah, it's edgy, and maybe it got a laugh. Most of the time, it probably didn't get a laugh. Yeah. But then afterwards, you're like, oh, should I have said that? And yeah, you should have said it. Maybe you should have said it in a funny way, but nobody's going to remember it either way. You know, nobody's going to remember like, oh, that guy, he said an Asian joke that didn't go well. I'm going to remember that now for the rest of my life. Like that one time that that open mic comic told a, a dirty Asian joke. Like, okay. no, they're not. Look, like, okay. nobody remembers you're shit. That. You're saying that, but everything is controversial. Let's be honest. If, and this could be another thing where it comes to more millennial type of shit, where everyone is just super fucking sensitive. I'm going to say, it just seems like it. Maybe I'm wrong, or maybe it's it, not. It's, so, are you saying that if you are one of those comics, and you say something that controversial, and it hits a nerve with an audience, mem- with an audience member, that that person is just so wired to think that, they're the center of the universe, that they're not going to just go and blog it or write it in a review or fucking write it on their Facebook post or Twitter it, bro? That has happened a lot recently where... Yeah. Yeah, and so you're saying that that's, that might ruffle some feathers. Just having somebody put that shit, if they have enough pull or juice to have it on a website that's, you know, super popular, that fucking comic is going to get blown up, dude. Yeah, there are certain things, you know, when, you know... What's Michael Richards says yeah. the N word yeah. and it blows up, exactly. or you know Hannibal Burris talks about uh, Bill Cosby raping some people. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's gonna blow up. But I don't think that everything you say is gonna now suddenly have this, you know, uh, huge life on the internet no. just because it's uh, you know controversial. I think it's like, yeah, you said something controversial and it was racist, but. Who cares? So what's I've now watched. I'm now watching Kardashians, or so, whatever. So one percentage from zero to what would you think is now a lot higher because of the internet, because of social media, because of all that stuff? So you're set, you're starting off at zero. What percentage do you think it now that you can get caught and get a shitstorm for for saying the wrong thing at an open mic at anywhere just because it's so prevalent nowadays? What percentage? Think, uh, maybe. Less than two or three. Really, three percent. You th- you think it's that low? I think what what gets legs and what gets uh, media attention is if it's recorded. You know, if it has a way to spread in a negative way. You know, if it's just some racist comic that says like, "Yeah, I hate Asians" or whatever, people are gonna be like, "Yeah, okay, get off the stage." But if it was recorded, 
then they can go, hey, look at this racist guy that's talking about Asians. Exactly. And then now it gets this, like, you know, uh, momentum. momentum. But if it's just an open mic with, and it's just that moment and that present, that guy just dies on stage and he goes home being a racist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I get that completely. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I'm not saying I'm in the 100 percentile and saying that you say anything on stage anywhere that it's not going to blow up. No, I'm not that pretentious either. But my thing is that now, going to like 15, 20 years ago, where I've even seen comics now post on Facebook where they're all like, you know what, I don't want you recording our sets at open mics because those jokes aren't finished. You know, uh, we don't yeah. want them posted online. So I'm thinking that's kind of the same thing, don't you think? Well, I feel like there's two camps, especially in that scene, in that sense, yeah. where there's a lot of comics that don't want you to uh, record because, yeah, they're working out a bit, yeah. and they don't want that bit out there because yeah. it's going to sully people's opinion yeah. about that bit because it's there. Yeah. There's another side that's like, hey, I'm just going to record because it's my God-given right to record and whatever, you know? So it's so like... You, the, dude, you've been to comedy clubs, right? They don't allow you to take pictures. They don't allow right. you to record. So they can do it, especially right. if it is a, a comedy venue. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen at a bar or at a fucking, you know, someplace where it's not known for comedy. That I get. It's just weird for me to have somebody just straight out say, you know, don't record anything, don't put it on the internet, this and that. Because what if you are a promoter and every once in a while you want to just record something and put it online? Well, that's that's their prerogative. They, they get to do whatever the heck they want with their likeness, I guess. Right. So, so I get it. I, I would, let's just say that if I were in the same boat, I probably would say the same thing. Well... I'm in a different camp because, like, my whole podcast is that. Like, yeah. I record myself and I put it out there. Like, I'm not putting it out there f for to get paid or to, like... I'm putting it out there because I'm trying to show the progress, show what it is to be an open-mic comic, to yeah. someday be a comic that's, you know, doing gigs. Where I'm at right now, right. headlining, Head getting paid thousands of dollars right. per fucking show. Yeah, I'm, li I'm living the high life. Do you like my, <laughs> do you like my, uh, my hillside uh, mansion? Yes, yes. Malibu? It's very hellacious, oh, for sure. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad. I just, my butler has not been here in the last five minutes. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah, what's up with that? Did you like my Lamborghini collection? Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm glad. You I, I like that your butler is also a monkey. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And did you notice the fish that we have in our aquarium? Yeah. Great whites. Right. All great whites. I thought they were piranha. Lamborghini. Yeah, no, they no, must no. be like great white mm -hmm. piranha. They're great white. Oh, I actually had them morphed. Yeah, they are great white piranhas. Thank you very much for noticing. Not that many people get that. Yeah, I thought so. But yeah, exactly. Those teeth are piranha teeth, bro. So, yeah, the rest is great whites. I'm glad you enjoyed, yeah. you know, my version of Cribs here on the radio. Yeah. No, but I feel like, getting back to comedy, like, I've told certain comics like this, like, oh, I do this uh, podcast, you know, I record my sets, and I play it and review it and critique it, and they're like, why would you do that? They're totally like, But they're not uh, comics. Like, they're the type of people that, like, no, I want to hone my craft. You're showing them the magic. You know, are you're they showing... Are Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're the ones that are, like, not everybody, yeah. but I've ran into a handful that are like, why would you do that? Well, some people are just crazy. <laughs> no, and, speaking and honestly, of comics, yeah, yeah. speaking of comics, I'm thinking, because I'm fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I told you before, there's a reason why you become a comic. Sometimes you're just fucking crazy, but and you can't have a regular job, so you're going to be a fucking comic because... That's what kind of allows you to say stupid shit on, on stage. Yeah. But I'm just saying that, yeah, I mean, you're a comic, dude. Just fucking, you know, just own that shit, dude. But it is one of those things where 
I, and I was, I'm sorry, and I was going somewhere else. <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought midway, and I'm just like, where the, what was I going to talk about? Right. Yeah, you be you. Well, let's, let's bring it back to the origins, or more about what your story's about. Do you remember the first joke you ever wrote, or do you remember any jokes that you went on stage with for your first time? Or do you yeah, remember? yeah, exa- and this is one that I've always wanted to work on. I, I think when you first start comedy, you're really hungry, so you write a lot of shit. Yeah, you and have a, a lot of and a lot stuff, of that, yeah. and a lot of that shit is actually brilliant, I think. But then you move on and you do open mics and you do shows and you do you know you do and a lot of shows. that didn't get laughed and a lot of it yeah, but that doesn't make it any less brilliant, right? So I'm thinking that if you go back to your old material and you go back to some of the first shit that you wrote, that shit is gold, and there has to be a way that you can work it into being a great routine, and that comes with being a great comic. When you're a great comic, you can make anything fucking great. Dude. Do you remember anything in particular, yeah, like yeah, a that, premise? Yeah, yeah, there was one. Uh, the the scientist who who came up with the species or named the cockroach. Why did he choose to name it a cockroach? Like, what, what were the other names that he had? What if he was a flamboyantly homosexual scientist who just didn't care, like, would come in with scarves and, you know, and hot pants, and he made his, you know, his scientist coat into, like, a, a choker around his fucking chest? You know? Yep. And he was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to name this the the cunt, the cunt, whatever, just the most vile type of gay shit you could ever, homosexual type of thing, like, you know. Right, cunt bucket. Yeah, all the, whatever the, you know, and then finally he just settled on, oh my god, what what can I name it, the cock, just the first thing that's in his mind is like cock, so we're going to name it the cockroach, so that was my first premise ever, and I still don't think it was that bad. I've never been able to make it funny. If you I don't could know, sell it funny. with like the gay voice and stuff, that's like you could maybe do yeah, it. Yeah, but I don't want to be that guy. That that kind of sounds homophobic, doesn't do it? Do you do voices? Do you no, do... we got we got to this point last time. We're gonna get to be great comics once we're on stage and we're able to ad lib. Because when we're talking with friends, this is the thing that pisses me off about doing comedy for me with my social anxiety, panic attack, whatever the fuck, depression is. When you're hanging out with comics, dude, and you're just on it, you're just like fucking. Fucking just joke after joke, and everyone's fucking laughing, and it's just fucking great. And you're ad living, and you're adding, and you're tagging, and you could take out just one joke into like 20 minutes and just make everyone gut busting the funny. And then you're on stage, and your mind doesn't work that way. Yep. For me, at least, where I'm up there. It's different when you're bantering with someone versus I'm now trying to make a coherent thought just myself on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. But some people just seem to have that. That you see one guy on stage, I've seen great comics who are just saying one joke and tagging it and tagging it and tagging it and hitting it again and just keeping for like, you know, a great routine. And I do that. But when we're just like this, and, and I don't know what the, if it's the dynamics or if it's just me that shuts down when I'm on the stage a little bit more than I am when I'm doing it out there. But that's frustrating for me because once you get to that point, I think that's when you can become a great comic because that's when you're going out on the road and you're making people laugh. Maybe not at the beginning of the joke. But maybe a tag or maybe a call or whatever the fuck just made them bust up laughing. I want to get to that point. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm at that point yet. You, know, you, said, you said the same thing. How long have you been doing comedy? Four years. Four years. Yeah. So from the first one, moment you went on stage, how many open mics or how many things do you think you've done in those four oh, years? This is embarrassing because it's probably been like maybe like 20. <laughs> That's it, 20. Like, out of doing the black light, well, the black light might, might add it. But That's a remember. weekly show, but I'm yeah. saying you're doing it once a week. Sometimes not even once a week. I even took, like, six months off while I'm doing this whole, you know, trying to get into better shape. Because I realize that I'm kind of like a chick when it comes to, you know, 
to comedy that if I'm on stage and if I don't feel sexy, then I, I won't perform that well. But the sexier I feel on stage, you know, the better it works. You could call it sexy. I just call it, you know, being hot. You know, but so I, I, don't, I this whole time I've just been working out, eating better, just trying. I've lost about 35 pounds so far. I was 320, and then now I'm down to like 230. So hopefully, man, just want to get down to 200 because I got a fat head, bro. So I don't want to. Right? Yeah, I don't think yeah. you can lose a uh, head weight. No, you can't, bro. That's the fucked up part. I've learned. I've read <laughs> up on every every internet database, and there's no such thing as a fat head reduction. No. Uh, no, some or yoga. Yeah, there's no fat head reduction yoga that I can do. <laughs> Anthony Mojica. Hell yeah, son. Do you get a lot of people that mispronounce your last name? <laughs> Thousands. I, I got regaled to it's the It's like Mojica, Mojica. Yeah, yeah. Mojica, especially the, the pronunciation, not only that, but the spelling. Yes. Like every time you would go somewhere, it's M-O-H, M-O-G. Right. You know, and just like so many variations. After a while, I didn't give a fuck anymore. People would mis- misspell it, pronounce it. Oh, yeah, that's my name. Anthony Mojica. Yes, that's me. Next, <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what the fuck am I going to correct somebody? I've had a couple people say like Williamson. And Darren, and it's like, uh, no, it's Daryl, but who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mis- I like misspell your name all the time because yep. you're one of the few that has. Well, Daryl has R, like, yeah, right, like, yeah, yeah. Most of the people that I know is two R's. You're, you yeah. Spell it with There's one. like twelve different ways to spell it. Yeah, but you did it for a reason. I'm thinking you're just trying to be a rebel. Uh, just well, to it actually wasn't me. It was my yeah, parents. Yeah, said. I think you did it. You snuck in. That's yep. what you do, right? Yep. Yeah, you yep. act your own name. It's like, oh, I'm going to be different. One you know, R. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know what's actually funny is that I have my uh, license. It's misspelled, but it's not my first name. It's actually my last name. One it, L? Yeah, there's yeah. one L. <laughs> and you're like, how other? How many other ways do you spell Williams? I would punch anybody <laughs> whose name is Daryl Williams and spells it with one R and one L. <laughs> I, would, I would lose my shit, bro. I'm like, well, now I fuck? should get punched, yeah, because yeah, no, that's on my license. Yeah, that's but how it's, it's not spelled. technically, bro. I'm not going to punch you because technically <laughs> you, you know, it's just a license, but on your birth certificate it says that way. So I won't punch you. Daryl, relax. <laughs> <laughs> See, again, dude, if you're recording all this, this is Comedy Gold. And that's a... Dude, this is... I love doing podcasts, and I hate doing podcasts. And right. honestly, you know why? Because I've never been the type that's been that guy. Like, hey, make me laugh, funny man. Mm. You know, you get that shit. Whenever someone's here, like you're a fucking comic. Oh, you you know, tell me, you know, tell us a joke, funny man. Come on, make us laugh. And yeah. I'm like, no, motherfucker. I don't want to make you laugh, you piece of shit. I'm Especially- walking over here. I'm trying to buy... You know, vegetables at Sprouts here, okay? <laughs> I have my Starbucks coffee mug. What makes you think that I'm ready to tell you a fucking joke? And I'm just like, no, fuck this shit, dude. Uh, so when you do podcasts like this, you always get that shit to where you need to be on. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, this motherfucker's not funny. He didn't make us laugh in the fucking 30 minutes and that we And that's the thing, on. too. You say something that is funny, yeah. or you do make a joke, and they're like, what else do you got? Exactly. <laughs> and you're just like, duh. Motherfucker, I save my energy, or I won't even say energy, but I just don't, I feel like they're like, make me, you know, dance for me monkey type of shit. Especially in this open mic scene, like, where it's like, even more so, hey, this isn't, you know, we're not coming for comedy, we're not coming to, you know, laugh, necessarily, we're coming just because we originally thought that this was just a coffee shop. Oh, but it isn't. Yeah. It's an open mic, so I guess we'll stay for a little bit. Dude, and that's the same point. <laughs> that's if it's not a comic that's just waiting for some time. Yeah, but we said the same thing about the Blacklight, dude. I love the Blacklight District here in Long Beach, California, where I'm staying at, son. What's up? What's up, son? Uh, but 
you know, throwing that show here in Long Beach, bro. It's it's crazy. It's, it's kind of rough. People aren't there for fucking comedy. Let's just say that even on its All best the open day, mics, nobody's there for comedy. But some of them are Maybe. successful. A couple. You go to the Anchor Bar. The Anchor Bar is one. Evan yes. Cassidy, whoop, whoop, whatever the fuck. Yes. But, you know, that's and, successful. You know, the comedy club, you know, store, the Ice House, they have, the, you know, open mics that, yeah, people are going there for comedy. Yeah. But it's, you know, way harder to get on those stages. It's yeah. a lottery. Yeah. Uh, you know, even Anchor Bar is hard to get on. You're not going to necessarily get on right away. Exactly. You're going to have to wait a few hours. Evan, yeah, Evan is very strict. Which, why wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah. There's 80 guys that show up every night. I know, I know. <laughs> so, of course, you're going to have to get in line. You're gonna and when you that. are a nobody, like, like most us? of us, yeah, yeah, like us, yeah, yeah. you're not going to get, oh, like, bumped. Or exactly. you're not going to get the, like, No, you're going to get oh. bumped, but the, the wrong way for your career. <laughs> you're going to be Which is, you're not getting bumped up. End. Yeah, you're not getting bumped into the show. You're getting bumped out of the fucking show. Yeah. And that's the crazy fucking part. And then sometimes you do do that. I, I was doing, we did the library. Fucking yep. fuck. And then, you know, I forget her name. Uh, that runs it? Yeah. April. April. And remember at the end when uh, I was, it was my turn to go up, and she's all like, oh, well, these guys had signed up previously or something like that? Yes. You know, and I was like, oh, well, we're going to put them on. And he, again, it's not something, she doesn't know me. She had never seen me before and shit, of course. I, but in my mind, I'm like, dude, I'm getting bumped the complete opposite way of where my career needs for it to be right. getting bumped into, you know? Is that like a humbling moment? Like, are you like, oh, man, I used to be, I'm hosting a show, you know, somewhere else yeah. and now I'm getting bumped at and another show and that's not the only show I've thrown I've thrown a lot of shows dude. Yeah. And, and I've thrown them for private events you know but you've been in her shoes exactly exactly but my thing is when I was doing comedy actually doing comedy at the beginning when I first started after my social anxiety and all my panic attacks allowed me my fucking heart to beat less than a thousand beats per minute. Yeah, the nerves you know? definitely are a big key to any exactly. of this. So I find, dude, we we both grew up saying that we wanted that when we were growing up, all we ever wanted to be were comics. We grew up with Greg Giraldo, Mitch Hedberg, fucking Patrice yeah. O'Neill. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, to a point, George Even, Carlin, I fucking love. You know, George Carlin, Seinfeld, all those people that were the the greats, the big names. Yeah, yeah I loved them all. Yeah, I even loved Bill Cosby. I remember even as a kid. Watching him as, like, you know, with my grandpa and with my, you know, dad. Yeah. And obviously back then, it, he was great. Now you'd be, you'd always watch him with that grain of salt going like, ugh. After this set, he probably touched two girls or something, yeah, you, you know? You go back to that old hacky fucking joke where he puts his pudding pop in places that shouldn't right. be put, putting pops in. But if in. you just look at the art or look at his hour, yeah. you're still like, man, that shit's funny. Dude, I, I never have seen a Bill Cosby. Really? I'll be completely honest with you. Bill Cosby was never the type of... Maybe it was that I was salty a little bit or salted by the Cosby show. I was never into the Cosby show. My shit was stuff like Married with Children. Yeah, you were on the other side of it. Yeah, dude. I ne- I didn't grow up in a happy-go-lucky household that I could relate to. I grew up in the fucking Married with Children, Roseanne Vane right. type of fucking... Well, that's you know, the thing shit. that was uh, with network TV at that time is that... And a lot of times... It started to go that, especially in the 90s, where you had, you know, like in the 50s, it was all this fantasy. Like, we're going to put on TV what, you know, people wish they were. Yeah. Not wanted the, but now, like the in leave the it 80s to Beaver, and 90s. Yeah, like the Leave It to Beaver, right. Beaver clone of everything, where it was just like, happy-go-lucky at the end of the day, everything works out. Right. And you love each other. But nobody was living that life. There were people that lived that life, but unfortunately, it was a majority of people that lived the opposite type of fucking right. life, dude. 
And so, that's uh, that's where I grew up. That was my type of house, household that I could relate to, you know? And once Married with Children came out, and once uh, a bunch of different networks came out, especially cable networks, yeah, yeah. they showed, like, no, people don't want to see that. They want to see people that they can relate to. People with shitty lives, because they the, have shitty lives. Was that the 90s as well, too, though? Yeah. Complaining that everybody hated everything. I grew up in the 90s. I was depressed my whole life. I had panic but attacks had my TGIF, whole life. But you had TGIF. So you had Family Matters and Full House. And I was way into that shit, too. And but, but then you also had Married with Children and The Simpsons. But that was Friday nights. Right. That was one night out of the week that you might have thought everything was going to work out. And then six days of that to beat the shit, at, you know, beat it out of you. You know, which was true, dude. And we would watch TGIF. And it was then it was that, oh, there was a show with that dude from that show from the 80s, Dynasty, that he was the father. Yeah, Step by Step. Step by Step, there you go. Yeah, Patrick Duffy. Yeah, exactly. And that show, I liked it. You know, I would watch it with that Hell shit. Hell yeah, I'd watch yeah, it. Yeah. Suzanne Summers was hot. And there was a daughter that was fucking banging. Fuck yeah, both she of them were hot. Yeah, but... Like the know, two older daughters? Yeah, yeah they were. Yeah. Even like the third daughter that was like kind of, you know, that age where you're like, okay, in two years she's going to be hot. Are you in the, you're around my age to yeah. the point where we would watch just, did you ever see that show Just the Ten of Us? Yes. Again, I think that, was that on a TGIF or was that It might have been, it might have been, so. been on ABC. Oh, okay. well, TGIF was on ABC. Yeah, but yeah. it was on Fridays, so and that was it might have been on a Niffer Night oh, okay. or something. But dude, that show was fucking, you know, I liked it as well and shit. Yeah, you know? and, yeah. Because it was, all the chicks were hot. Of course. You know, and, and at the end, when you're at that age, that's all you want. You know, yeah. hot chicks, you know, yeah. that you could think about later while you're, you know, in the shower for way too long. Mm-hmm. You know, Alyssa just way Milano too long. From yeah. Alyssa Milano again, I, something else. All yeah. those girls from Charles in Charge. Charles in Charge. Even Nicole the, even Eggert. The, even the first ones, though, because we remember it was not Nicole Eggert at the beginning. It was another family. Yeah, oh, it shit, was trivia. Hold family. on. Yep. When, like, what was that? Trivia nerd alert right there. Yeah. Charles in Charge was a different cast at the beginning, and then it morphed into something else. Do you think that there is that lost episode where Charles, you know, has that falling out with the family, and then he gets the new family? You know, and what is the falling out? You know, what is that? What did, Char- what <laughs> what did, did Charles, Charles do, do to get to, fired? <laughs> to earn the ire of his family. They, but they also- loved them once. So much. <laughs> yep. Yeah. One minute, they're like, man, he's in charge. Yeah. And the next minute, like, nope. He's not in charge. They find out that they find out that a night he's secretly a flasher. Like he has like a whole bunch of like trench coats and shit, and he just goes out at night when everyone's sleeping. They don't show you that on the TV show, but in reality, it's he would subtext. just go around. Expo- it's the same fucking joke that I fucking I kill myself just thinking about. It. Again, this is an oldie joke. Have you ever seen Revenge of the Nerds? Of course. And you remember when the flasher comes out, and they're in the police station, and they're like, "Oh, what's that guy in here for? He's off for mopery." What the fuck is mopery? Yeah. For exposing yourself to a blind person. And every time I, I remember that shit, I don't know why it sticks in my head. You're like, it probably doesn't even exist. Exactly. I know. I'm just going to go with movies will never lie to me. <laughs> all the things that they would tell me, I'll take it, you know, as fact. I don't know what this world is coming to. See that man over there? We arrested him for mopery. What's mopery? Mopery is exposing yourself to a blind person. Every time now that I have a friend or whatever, whatever the situation is, and they're like, oh, you know, I think he got arrested or he's going to get her. I'm like, what is it, for mopery? <laughs> and, and that's just me. And in my mind, I'm like pissing my pants, like laughing, like these motherfuckers. Are, there's going to be like a thousand likes yeah. on this shit. And then and nobody gets it. Everybody's it's like, like what, what? The, what the fuck is mopery? <laughs> I don't want them mopping anything, okay? Mopery? Like, it's not yeah. mopping, you fucking <laughs> jackass. It's mopery. 
you know, which is exposing yourself to a blind person, which again makes the joke that I said earlier, you know, previous, completely hilarious, which is that, you know, Charles is probably a, a flasher. Oh, yeah. You know, he, that was, he, and that's he, the he, they caught him. Like, all of a sudden, the family comes in, and it's it, they open up his closet because they were looking for something. And it's just trench coats. It's just coats. trench coats, bro. <laughs> and it's like different trench coats made of different <laughs> materials to the point where you get to some that are bulletproof mm-hmm. fucking uh, trench coats. Yeah. Like, how the fuck do you get a bulletproof trench coat? It's like, you know, because in, in his mind, Charles won't go to jail. If he ever gets <laughs> caught, you know, in a Mopery case, he's going to go out swinging, dude, but he wants as much protection as Charles he can. Did. Nine to five. Exactly. Nine to eight. Yeah, dude. Like his fucking, his, his, because uh, you know now he's a Trump supporter. Yeah, he was so, in the RNC, yeah. So now I'm just thinking everything that he ever did was just the most horrible, vile, ruthless type of shit he ever did. So not only was he mopery, you know, you know, <laughs> mopering all around town back then, but he yep. was also probably doing some wicked, illegal, immoral type of shit. Charles, you know? you're a moper. Exactly. You're a moper. I just can't stop. The thrill of this is just so damn exciting. Like, I have to keep what mopering. What is that need? Like, yeah. what is that? Because I'm into, I guess, weird stuff. I Would you assume, okay, comedy is like okay, can a, I say a something kind that of a punishment. Yeah, but can I say something now before you yeah. go? Just looking at you, I know that you're into some fucking <laughs> shit, dude. Your look lends itself to you being into some weird shit. I'm into shit. some weird shit. Exactly, Later on, I'm going to go watch the Macho Man yeah. special once again. Dude, right, that shit yeah. was awesome. Have you seen that one? Yeah, it is. Yeah, dude, it's oh, fucking man. great. All the classic, everything you can find is on YouTube, man. It's uh, everywhere. Yeah, and I have uh, the Fire Stick. Yeah. We'll watch. All, so, uh, I'm down to watch it all. Yeah, yeah. I just did that. I was actually trying to think. What I seen the Ultimate Warrior, yep. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Legion yep. of Doom. Yeah. I wish they made one on Demolition. Do you remember that fucking? Yes. Yeah. I did. Dude, Demolition was fucking awesome. I know they were a complete ripoff of fucking the Road Warriors, but dude, they were just. I don't know. Were they WCW or were they no, WWF? WWF. Okay. They were WWF. Ah, oh, people are gonna know we're old, son. Yeah. We said WWF. Cause, like, oh, yeah, you guys right. used to watch the World Wildlife Federation? <laughs> yeah. Like, what? No. Yeah. Were you guys supporting pandas? Oh, my God, you're such sweethearts. You're I watched pandas wrestling. That's exactly. what I watched. Exactly, that's what I did. Like, <laughs> but, um, yeah, the w- which is now the WWE, which sucks balls, dude. And I'm, I hear a lot of people still watching that are my age. Sure. And it's kind of, can you honestly say that you're not a little bit either creeped out or just sad? For somebody our age still believing in the bullshit PG, you know what I love wrestling? about it is that it's like oh, soap operas, but for men, it's where. But it's PG thirteen, bro. I know. Like, how the hell are you like 34, 30, like 30, 32, 33 years old, still believing the PG bullshit that's going on in the WWE right now, bro? Man, there's so many people that watch nothing but kid stuff that are like I love forty people, you know, forty cartoons. plus. Like yeah. everybody watches, you know, family entertainment or. You know stuff that's not at, not in their demo. But that's, wrestling, though. Yeah, people always watch wrestling because it's it is nostalgic and it is one of those things where if we started watching Raw tonight, we could get right back into the story it can't right be, from the start. It like can't we be would nostalgic. go, oh, I know John Cena. Oh, that guy came in and Kofi came in and oh, what? There's the Shawn Michaels just showed up for a little guest spot. Like oh, I, that's I love awesome. Shawn. That's my favorite. You know, he's the goat. I, I straight right. out believe he's the goat, the greatest but of that's all time. The thing. Shawn Michaels. Like, so. You can watch it and still get, like, that same little, like, ooh, I got my fuzzies because, like, you know, it's something I remembered from back when I was a kid. And I also think that if you have, like, a 13-year-old boy, you can definitely be like, hey, I watched this when I when you were 
you know, when I was your age, yeah. so now we can watch it together, and this is something I can bond with, and blah, blah, blah. But don't you outgrow that shit? After, after... I don't think not in this generation. Like, the generation that we are living in is the millennial generation, so millennials are all about, like, no, I'm gonna be the cool, hip thing that... I'm gonna be young forever. I don't wanna be... I don't wanna be a millennial, dude. I don't wanna be a millennial, dude. You don't wanna be young forever? No, dude, but not in this, this, in this context, I can, I can say, is the fact that you look at what the fuck is popular now. And it's just like, what the fuck, really? Like Pokemon Go, like all those things. Well, Pokemon Go, at least it's an attempt to get the kids to actually get up. But yeah, but I'm thinking... You have like 40-year-olds that are playing it with their kids because they're like, oh, I remember when Pokemon first came out. Yeah, 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 I get that completely. Because I have kids now, dude, and it's one of those things that sometimes you don't... Do they want to play it? They don't like... No, Pokemon Go, not really. But then again, my kids aren't really that active, bro. They're like little spuds. (laughs) <laughs> just chilling on the couch, taking up all our Wi-Fi. Oh, man, you got to walk everywhere? Yeah, that. yeah, we tell our kids, like, okay, we're going to walk, like, a block. And it's like, no, our shin bones. <sighs> I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Our shin bones, like, my kid is talking about having gout. She's all like, I can't, Daddy, yeah. my gout is acting up. What the hell? What are well, you talking about? Well, that's what's going to happen when we get to the singularity, where we won't have bodies at all. We'll just have consciousness downloaded into a VR machine or some sort of, you know, Android body. So, you know, you won't actually have to worry about, like, oh, this takes a lot of effort because, no, you're in an Android body and you're living in the side, the, the you know, circuits and stuff. McDonough, I think I know that's the majority of, of people's dreams nowadays is to not be able to just lie in bed all day and just eat and fucking and internet, Wi-Fi, and you can survive. That's what people dream of. I've been there where I was a slug, dude. I, now, you see, I've been working out. I would much rather have a fucking lifestyle where I can go out and was, work out yeah. and do something than be in bed all day watching TV and eating fucking pizza and my heart not exploding because I've had <laughs> fucking 13 pizzas and but lasagnas. But what if you didn't have night. a body at all and you just lived in the internet? Then I, you no, were just no. a consciousness living in the wires. That sounds more like, a, that sounds more like hell. Right. That sounds more like hell for a certain type of people. Like I'm telling you, there's a certain type of people that would love that shit. That's completely fine. I have opinions, bro. And going by my Twitter beefs, my opinions don't go very, you know, over very well with most common people. You know what I'm saying? So the opinions that we have, it's just like, you know, those are ours. We can't have anybody... It's like me going... I hate having opinions. I don't want opinions anymore in my life. Like, I have things that I do personally, yeah. like, okay, if I were to have to deal with an abortion, here's what I might do, or whatever. I'm not saying I have an opinion about those things, because as soon as I say, oh, here's my opinion, and here's what everybody should do, it's no longer relevant. It's like, I'm not living in your shoes. I don't know what your experiences are, so why would I say, this is what you need to do? Because I did this, yeah. this way, you yeah. know? Do whatever's good for you. Like I don't have an opinion. Here's what I would. Here's what I would do, or here's what I have done. And you're the rational guy, right? You're the guy that, that connects the dots, the dots, and just says, you know what? Do this, this, and this, and you're gonna get the res- this result. And but that's, as soon as and that's you have opinions, friend. you have judgments. Yeah, but this and that- you have people, and you have a side saying, if you don't do my opinion, now I'm gonna have a beef with you, or I'm gonna have some sort of umbrage where it's like. You're no longer part of my team, or you're no longer part of me because you feel that you're different, or you're I'd, you're the other side. I'd rather have the opposite of that because that just means that you're going to have people that are just basically looking for you 
to agree with them and be their person. But that's what the internet is. That's what the internet is. I get it. And that's Twitter beefs like a motherfucker. If you follow me at tonercharmer1 at twitter.com, it fucking (laughs) tells you right there all my stupidity, bro. I'm just fucking going and it's basically arguing. But then at the end of the day, you always feel that you're arguing because you're correct and everyone else is completely wrong. At one point, can you just forget all that shit and just say, you know what? They're opinions, bro. Everyone has an opinion and you're not going to change anyone's. It's very rare. That you can, if you have a different opinion than mine and I have a different opinion than yours, we're going to argue and we're going to go ahead and talk about this for an hour. I'm saying it's less than 1% when they're actually, you know, you're able to convince, unless you're Denzel Washington, of course, or, so, you know, just some someone that's super attractive, that it's going to be like, you know, just they get lost in your in your beauty. I but think, most yeah, of the time I think people not should, with you. people should only be able to argue their opinions in a Denzel Washington accent. Yeah, that's you true. Know. Yeah. From which movie? Uh, from at least uh, Deja Vu on. Deja Vu? All right. You know, maybe training day. <laughs> nah, well, if it's training day, bro, you are going to be afraid I, to say no to fucking right. Denzel Washington. He was, pretty, he was pretty great in that movie. Yep. That was one of my favorite movies of all time, training day. I do love a cop that's just willing to, like, you know, offer angel dust to his partner. Exactly. That, yeah. And I love that statement. And Ava Mendez. I mean, she's Ava fucking Mendes. hot too. And she was Salvadoran in that yeah. movie. Yeah. Which, of yeah. course, I am. I'm from Salvi. But then it's yeah. kind of weird because then you see her getting slammed by Denzel Washington. Mm. And it's basically like, damn, Ava Mendez, you're Salvi in this movie, but why are you taking it in the butt? Yeah. It's like, it makes you look whorish. But I understand, like, if you're going to get, you know, it in the butt, it might as well be from Denzel. Mm. Probably right. If you're a chick, you know. Maybe. Oh, a chick, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah. saying like you personally. Yeah. Like, yeah, like me, I'm trying to think about it. Like, was he asking me if I'm going to take it in the butt? No, I would take it um, from like Wee Man or yeah, somebody. You know, yeah, something. that's what I'm saying. If you're, yeah, yeah when you were going to say that, I was thinking, no, I would want somebody who's like a nub. Yeah, yeah, just yeah Basically, like, just drop trowel, and you're like, where is it? Exactly. Oh, okay, yeah. I can take that. Oh, I'm in the butt. done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you got to act like it hurts. Like, oh, stop. Ooh, oh so man, oh. man, that's what I always thought. And maybe this is just being presumptuous. And I'm not trying to say that I have this huge big dick right off yeah. the bat, but I always felt that people that were really into anal just had small dicks. Like, they were just looking for a smaller hole. Or they were born gay. <laughs> They're just not there yet. Like, man, you could be gay. I, I, we live in a predominantly gay area here in Long Beach. Especially, Bro. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, called the sure. gay ghetto. At the very yeah. least, we're on the, on the precipice of the gay yeah. ghetto. Yeah. Dude, I've never had so many drinks... So many offers of a good time than in Long Beach. See, I mean, they, they've all been guys. You get offered all the time. Yeah, I never get hit up. Nobody ever hits me up, male or female, and's like, "Hey, let's let's hook up or yeah. let's have a good time." Yeah. And maybe it's because I'm throwing off the you know long term relationship vibe. Yeah, and dude, and I keep telling you, you should wear at least some six inch high heels because yeah. you have great calves. I should. If you would wear those, yeah. I'm pretty sure more dudes would hit on you. <laughs> But you're not listening to me, Daryl. I do have great calves. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Especially in si- <laughs> They have to be six inch or above heels, bro, because mm. they make your calves look awesome. Hmm. I've been telling you that from the beginning, hmm. Daryl, but you've always been resisting. You know, I was on. thinking about a bit where I was thinking, like, I think I might turn gay after 65. Just because it's at that time where you're probably not sucking a lot of dick. You know, you're not getting with them. You're just really hanging out with your best friend instead of really, you know, having sex with your best friend. You know, like, at that point, like, I'd totally be that if there was no sex involved. And you could have sex with chicks still. Like, I would be gay in a second if, if you could have those th- two caveats I beforehand. Think, I don't think that's gay then, bro. I think that's just, uh, <laughs> that's probably the high school locker room. 
You know, that's... it's basically just living with a dude, but not being gay with him. It's a high school locker room, bro. How gay were we when we would be there, like fucking slapping dude on the ass and shit like that? Just do it. Dude, there was nothing gayer than a high school fucking, lo- maybe a college locker room because they want to experiment more yeah. in college. Yeah. yeah. That could be, this could be like a hundred human centipedes in the fucking, you know, the football shower room right after a game. And I remember months. vividly a bunch of like, you know, towel slapping, a bunch of like, you know, oh, we're going to, you just are drying yourself off. I'm going to just take that towel away from you. Yeah, and now yeah. you're going to just be standing uh-huh. there naked. Yeah, like, yeah. and nobody was like, dude, that's kind of gay. Yeah. Everybody was like, just laughing and it, no, it was like what's gay is making that guy not be embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the gay thing is not doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think what's funny is that there is things that used to be like gay and that was a bad thing, but they turned it around. Now, like gay is like so cool. Like, oh man, that's so gay. Like, you're probably cool. Look, man, I, I think that can make you a great comic. Going back full circle to comedy once again, I think that can make you a great comic <laughs> if. If you can get to that point, if you can make yourself believe it that much, if you're happy, that's all that's fucking important, bro. Who the hell made you think that it was wrong? But we grew up that way. I had family members growing up that would always be like, oh, that's being a fag, you know, that's gay, and all that. Now that I'm at my age, bro, I'm thinking, if you're fucking happy, then fucking continue being happy. Don't let a fucking douchebag or a fucking asshole over here, you know, ruin your day. Yeah. Because they're being homophobic. And now I realize it's all about being happy. Well, that's all I want. And if, if I choose to go down a path where some people look down on me because I am a way that I am just because I'm happy, why the fuck am I going to care? We spent most of our lives trying to get other people's, you know, validation. You know, let's just say that even if we're comics, dude, people sometimes still go on stage or, or do go on stage because they want some, it makes them feel good when people are laughing at the shit they have to say. Everybody's like that. Everybody's like that, dude. So we're still living that shit. We can't deny it. If someone says that you don't need validation as a fucking comic, you're a fucking piece of shit liar, bro. And you should be thrown in Guantanamo. Like, still, with nobody there, just you. Yeah, it's pretentious to say, I want these things. I'm not going to be successful if I don't have these things in my life. But it's not pretentious to say, I'm looking for people to like me. Yeah. (laughs) I'm looking for people to validate that I should be on stage right now. It sounds bad because a lot of people now are being taught that you don't need other people's validations. Yeah, you can be you. You can just do whatever you want. And that's, again, as long as you're happy, that's fine. Unfortunately, I'm not wired that way, dude. I want to be a comic. I want to be... Obviously, because you want people to laugh at what the things you have to say that love you for the things that you have to say. You're not doing it there because you want to be heckled. How long are you going to be a comic if you never get a laugh? Exactly. And not only that... (laughs) You're doing it to get a laugh, but you're also getting... I'm not saying getting off on getting that laugh, but it makes you feel good. It's like a drug, dude. It's true. And what I'm getting, and not necessarily uh, you know, at this stage in my career, I'm not getting a lot of laughs, but I'm getting... And what I appreciate is people afterwards coming up to me individually and saying, Hey, bro, that one set, that was really cool. Yeah. Or, oh, that one thing you said about that homeless person, I really like that. Yeah. You know, it's those types of moments where you're like, oh, well, at least worthwhile. one person liked it. it like, was, Yeah, it makes it worthwhile. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about the same. By the way, bro, uh, this setup is so fucking, so fucking money, dude. This shit is so gangster. I'm lying on my fucking couch. 
on my side in the most fucking comfortable position ever. Yeah, it's a I, little erotic. It's a little erotic. It kind of looks like Kate Winslet in Titanic when she asked Leonardo DiCaprio to draw her. That's draw me stance. like your ladies. Exactly. And this is the most comfortable shit. Once again, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, should general. I be drawing you or something? Yeah, don't draw me, bro. Just give me like four more months when I'm down about 34 pounds. <laughs> then I can draw you. It's just going to be all spandex, dude. I'm just going to be walking around shirtless with spandex and fucking little, you know, Nike Cortezes or whatever. But and thank you that... very much for having me on your show. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. What percentage of your life do you say is positive or happy? Like on a daily basis? Out of your whole life that you can remember. What percentage of that time do you think you were actually happy? I bet it's less than not being happy. And maybe by a landslide, right? Probably. I would, I would, I'd say conservatively 40, 60. Reason, reason why I'm asking is because we're asking of, of comedy for it to be 100% enjoyable. That's not possible, dude. Of course there's going to be times in comedy where it sucks and you don't want to do it. But the people that are going to keep doing it are the people that love comedy, dude. And that's kind of a good reason why I say, you know what, it's better not to be a YouTube sensation as a comic and be somebody that builds slowly to the point where you're great. Because that's going to weed out a lot of the people that don't want to do this for a living. Well, that's the thing that I've noticed about comedy is comedy is the one thing that doesn't come easy. Yeah. You know, nobody tells a joke and, yeah, it looks easy. It looks like, okay, that person just came up with that shit. Yeah, let's not, and let's not say that there aren't people like that because there are. We've yeah, improv and all we've that. We've all seen an 18, a 16, a yeah. 15-year-old kid that just goes up there and murders. Yeah, it does happen. So let's just yeah. say it's not. But unfortunately, we're not in that. We're not in that. But even life. then, that kid probably crafted those jokes for a year before you know he got that ninety you know second bit or whatever. Well, okay, let's say it's a year. But I'm 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 thinking that there's kids out there or people out there that are actually hilarious the first time that they go on stage. Some people are yeah. just naturally yeah funny. But even then, it still takes that person how long before they get their first hour. How long before they get on TV? How long before any of that? It's not like that guy went on one set and then suddenly gets a, a HBO special. I don't care how great that unless kid family, killed. Unless their family knows somebody in the industry. That Which, one again, exception. One, are you serious? If you go back to all the, the kids that are popular in TV magazine. specials well, that were from HBO executives being their uncles? Okay, so you're saying... Yeah, that. And you're saying that... Uh, a lot of the comics out there, whoever's making it, did not have a hookup or did not have somebody to help them I'm just them saying, boosted. it. I don't think it happened after us, you know, a month or whatever. I think they grinded. I think it was like years and James years. Smith? Willow Smith? But is he really a touring comic? Is he really like... Well, he's an actor. A, At the end of the day, if you're a comic, there's chances are you're going to become an actor. Okay. And it's, you're going to lose out it, to okay. somebody's shitty kid. If your dad is Will Smith... My dad is Tom okay, Cruise. I'm my sh- dad is Will Smith. I'm sure you're... Okay. I'm sure it'll be easier for you to get in a few movies. Yeah. Then... But I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that nepotism. I'm talking about, like, what's the what kid just, like, has it from the get-go and then gets an agent, you know, two sets in and then, you know, finds himself with a TV show. 
I'm, I'm thinking it's happened, and I, and I know it's a lot of Nickelodeon. That's uh, I think a bigger shit of that is Nickelodeon. I'm talking about comedy, though, like comedy, like comics. Like... Oh, comics? Well, maybe not. When it comes to comedy, maybe not. Maybe back in the day, you know, everybody back in the day was thinking like, okay, it's the sitcom. I want to be Seinfeld. I want to do that, you know? Yeah, it did happen. I mean, one of my favorite comics, but and his dad was a comic, was fucking, well, not, not him, but uh, Freddie Prince Right. Senior. Right. I mean, if you Chico on the man and right. just shit like that, and it was just like watching that. Yeah, it sucks that he. Yeah, nepotism's himself. gonna be around. You're gonna get those Polly Shores that like, okay, your mom is Mitzi Shore, Owens the Comedy Store. Yeah. Of course, you're gonna get some time. Yeah. And you're gonna do some stupid shit like the Weasel and. Dude, don't you say something <laughs> bad about the fucking Weasel? The Weasel. I grew up with the Weasel, bro. That was MTV, and then he had fucking you know his movies and Cino Man. Is a Encino Man is an underrated classic. I fucking challenge anyone. I love anyone. Encino Man. Yeah, I challenge anyone son to come and tell me. Yeah, Son-in-Law never watched it. You I never watched it? I watch parts, yeah. bits and pieces, but if you're talking about Polly Show, it was even... Did you ever see that movie Class Act? It was with mm, Kid and Play. Maybe. Dude, you gotta watch it. Fucking The Weasel comes out and... Uh, the Weasel. Yeah, dude, but uh, Class Act with Kid and Play. With the... Crunched nuggets. Yeah, that one. Yeah, dude. You should do that on stage, man. <laughs> I, should, I should do a Polly Shore impression. Yeah, you should, bro. It's just like there. It's there to be taken. Do you do impressions? Yeah, you I'm said not. you don't do voices. but I don't do voices. I'm trying to get more into miming shit or at least fucking acting it out and more ad-libbing. Yes. I think once I get to that point, I'm going to be like, oh, okay. I've noticed having a stage presence works, but also... Having no stage presence, because that's the thing. If you're that comic that's like a Stephen Wright, where you're like so deadpan, of course, not a lot of body work no. is needed. That's Mitch Hedberg right there, too. Right. Yeah. You're just like, hey, I'm this. <laughs> you know, you have the delivery helping you. Yeah. But if the delivery is not your key, then you need like a, okay, I was fucking this girl, and then you do a little like, you know, fuck motion, yeah. or you're... You know, you're into it. You're, yeah. like, showing them, yeah, a little pantomime. It's not like you have to be, like, a fucking Red Buttons or a Red Skelton, but you have to show, like, that you're present. And that that's what I learned quickly, is that your attention span or their attention span is so small. You have to keep them there. And if it's not going to be a joke, it's going to have to be through a physical motion or something. Like, it has to, like you know, be more than just material at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be and not only that, but I've seen comics that have confidence and like a Dane Cook or whatever, they're all physical and you're like, dude, you just like said a story about like, so I was fucking this chick and then like the condom like accidentally fell off my dick. But it's like a five minute bit of like you going like, whoops, whoops. I just saw Chris D'Elia's fucking special on Netflix, and I think I got ten minutes into his fucking shirt joke. I was done, bro. I literally did one of those uh, Peter Griffins, you know. Okay. You know? <laughs> A dealer out. Yeah, yeah, and I was just like, okay, I'm out. And I I was just like, wow. But he had a fucking... Why did he and have what was the shirt bit? Like, he was just taking off his shirt? Yeah, or? just talking about what it was made, whatever the fuck. But he just went on forever, dude. And I was just like, none of it was funny. Even the audience there wasn't laughing that well. But he had, and he had a big fucking... Uh, but it was on his special. It was on his special. That was his wow. special. So he recorded it and said, this is great This enough. is the 
the height exactly. of where the bit this could is be. great enough to put out on Netflix and have billions of people have access to it. I didn't agree, uh, and when he got to that shirt bit, it had just gotten so stale that I was just like, I'm out. And uh, so I get it. Dane Cook was the biggest comic out there yeah. for and like I'm not saying years. I don't like him, or that he's not talented, or that he shouldn't have what he has. But I'm just saying, like, there's guys like that that can milk not a big premise, but they have that physicality, and they have that way to draw it out. That you can, like, go, okay, me or you, that would be a 30-second just a bit. Yeah. But them, it's like a seven-minute chunk that just, you know, is half them taking their shirt off and humping the stage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, just making a fucking... And you're like, I don't know if I'm that guy that can just hump the stage all night. Like, Well, no, but then that's when you go the opposite route and work on your material. Right. And then again, but we've already gotten to the point where we don't work on our material. It's the fucked up part about doing comedy for well, me now four years, and I haven't gotten to the point where I'm going to sit down, write a joke, work on a joke, record it, or fucking at the very least, you know, work on it so I can say it on stage. My I'm biggest problem, and this might be the problem why I'm not good, <laughs> is that I hate telling the same joke over and over and over and over and over I, and I over. I the same thing. Like, I like telling a joke, but it, it can't be the same word. Yeah. It's like, okay, but that that might not be comedy, because what comedy is is having those tags, having it said in a specific way, have them laugh, and then go, and then the mother said this. And then, you, you know, but if I'm just so like, eh, and the mother, I don't know, said something like this, then they're like, that's not as funny, bro. Like, it's not concise. It's not worded the same way. And that's the level where I'm like, fuck, I need to get to that where I'm saying it verbatim over and over and having beats, having tags, and they're... And yeah, like, maybe the tag can be a different tag, but up until that point was verbatim. Huh. I just named you the best urban comic in Compton, D. Williams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to be definitely the most urban comic for yeah, sure. Exactly, D. Williams. <laughs> but you're not wearing your Steve Harvey suit, son. <laughs> you know, no joke. I would totally wear those suits. I bet you would. Would you wear his hair? Hell yeah! Remember he hit, that was a piece. Yeah. When he had the the high for a top long time, thing. yeah, yeah, that was all the piece. I was just like, yeah. oh shit. Man, I totally wish I was black sometimes. I definitely wish. Like, I, not just because of, of the big look, dicks and well, stuff. First of all, but your look would be so much cooler easier, as a black guy. A easier. shaved head and a fucking beard. As a black guy, dude, Yeah, MJ, like, off. Michael Jordan, that guy, like, made every dude with a shaved head look cool. Especially if they were black. Yeah. But he was receding. He had a receding hairline. If you look at, like, early pictures of him in, like, college and stuff... Yeah. Like, he had a big old widow's peak. So, you know, he wasn't shaving it because he wanted to look cool. He was shaving it out of necessity. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you do it out of necessity as long as your head looks cool. He wouldn't look cool if his head was shaved probably like mine, which is all irregular and, you know, his face is a lot bigger than the top of his head. I will say this is the best time to be bald as a white man. 
because I can shave my head and nobody's going to be like, oh, what, what, you know, are you uh, Airy Nation? You uh, white power? What, what's up with you? No, I, I, I no it's like, no, I just don't have you. hair. No, I thought that's what you were the first time. I thought your back was like, you know, just a big swastika. Easily, of yep. Of course. <laughs> you know, apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Dude. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, no, dude, I mean, I... I I, I was remember t- your ass at fucking at the black light and shit. And yeah, like I said, dude, it takes so much less energy or at the very least being a much better person just by giving some fucking encouragement every once in a while, dude. Instead of just always acting, you've met those guys. Oh, I'm a dick. I'm an asshole. Fuck that. Oh, Fuck your feelings. What, the first the first five times I went to open mics, yeah. because I went to a few, you know, I went to... Basically, all the OC different places. Which ones? Name them off. Name them off. You know, Library, Anchor Bar, uh, Harp Inn, Blacklight. Uh, did you ever do Opie's Room? No. Oh, okay. Scallywags, when, when oh, Amber had it a little bit. Yeah, I went there once, yeah. And, uh, but that's the thing. The first few times I went to all those places, right off the bat, I had like five comics, like, Hey man, what's up with uh, the you know Bond villain look? Or yeah. what's up with uh, you know the no hair? You hate blacks? Blah blah blah. And yeah, okay, maybe it's just comics being comics. Yeah, they do that. But we're going back to this where it's like maybe it's just 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 this generation. But if I don't know you, I don't want you to say like, "Hey man, you're a piece of shit" right off the bat. <laughs> but it happens. Very often, yeah. and that's it happens from comics. Like comic, that's because their way of saying like, "Hey, you're cool," or "I saw you," well, or something, or "Don't think you're tough shit because I'm the guy that runs things around here," or if whatever. You're, if you're having a lot of comics as your friends, and if they don't make fun of you, that's bad. Yeah. Because you notice that this being, even just being guys, bro. Every time you hung out with other guys, it would just be like slamming each other, just bagging on each other. Just fucking going crazy. They would call it the hundreds or whatever you would call it. Just insults going back and forth. That's how I grew up. That's the reason why now I don't. I don't want to do that anymore, dude. Cause well, that's how I grew up too. Yeah, like yeah. I had a bunch of friends, you know, in high school and college, that would like that. Like yeah. you know, you show up and they go like, "Hey, what's up, fuckface?" And you're yeah. like, "Okay, I know that they're like, fuckface means bro." Yeah. But even then, it's like I don't want to be called fuckface, guys. Exactly. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could say bro instead. Yeah, like, exactly. hey, what's up, dickface? Hey, what's up, asshole? Yeah, like hey, Dick. We can get that a lot. Hey, what's up, Dick? Fucking asshole. Yeah, and but that's the and way that we grew up. That's the thing. And okay, maybe I'm a pussy for going like, oh, I can't differentiate them saying that's You're them saying code, hey. Dog. You're breaking guy code, son. No. But but that's the thing. For whatever reason, it's like, can't we just say, hey man, what's up? Instead of hey dickhead, what's up? Like no, that's that's <laughs> impossible, bro. And okay. Maybe we're growing up pussies. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the millennial is popping up inside of you there, D. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But no, I, I got to the same point. That's the reason why people like, oh, go do the fucking roast battle. And I know I could probably come up with some good shit, bro. But then if they say one thing and it like hits right. you, bro. Like, right. right. One there. fat joke or yeah, one yeah. whatever. And it's like, always one of those things. Like yeah. we talked about at the Black Knight that everyone always has their word. Like there was a kid that got called a fag, you remember, at our show. And that broke him down. He's all like, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. Like, for me, it's always been like, oh, he's fat. You know, it's just like, oh, all right, I gotta go. I don't think there is one thing that, like, that's the thing, like, 
I would do roast battle, but I don't think I'm an insult comic. I don't think mm-hmm. that that's my thing. Like me dishing it out, yeah. but I could definitely take it. Like okay. I feel like whatever somebody was playing against me with, like if they said, "Oh, ball," any ball joke or any yeah. fat joke or any whatever, I wouldn't be like, "What?" They called me bald. Yeah. Uh, That's good. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. It, yeah. Like if they call me, you know, some creepy mountain man or whatever. It's yeah. like, okay, I get it. But I don't know. Maybe there is something that is off limits. I don't know what it is. But they haven't hit yet. Yeah, yeah. Like one of those things. To where if they, they said, hit you, you know, you fall to the ground and you're like, uh, he's legally dead, bro. That right. Him. Or you know. uh some homeless man raped your mom and that's how you became born or some shit, I'd be like, okay, that's kind of lame. I don't know if that's an insult joke. Nonetheless, (laughs) There's no real punchline. The sheer brutality has just pierced my heart. (laughs) What if that, what was, what if the roast battle was that, like, your mom got fucked by whores? Or by... (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure once you get to the point where you're losing... Your mom got fucked by homeless man. Yeah, like, I still have all the roast battles recorded on my fucking... On my DVR and shit, so I watch them every once in a while. Another fucking beast that I thought would have won if she could have... She didn't get hurt was Olivia Grace. You know, congratulations to Olivia Grace. She's a good OC comic, for sure. Yeah, a great OC comic. I met her from the beginning. She was, like, 16, 17 years old. I'm like, fuck, dude. That's I wish some, I would have done it yeah. when I was that age, you know? She's definitely one of those comics where you just look back, especially at, at our age where we're over 30, yeah. and we're like, yeah, let's get into comedy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, man, I wish I was her age saying, let's get into yeah, comedy. Yeah, but then, you know, I was talking about this before, and it's like, you know what? I want to get to that point, but then I got a beautiful wife and two freaking gorgeous kids. Dude, they're both girls. I know it's fucked up. Cause as a father... You're going to love them as long as they're healthy, but having two girls, bro, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to have to kill But maybe them. they won't be girls for long, you know? Maybe they'll, like, you know, transition. They'll Caitlin it? Yep. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm just... Then like, you'll have boys, and then But then, then chances are that's not going to happen, so i got to keep my hopes low mm. and shit, but, uh... But, yeah, dude, so, if I would have done that when I was a kid, there was no way I would have had my wife and two kids at this moment. You know, you know what life I would have had right now if I would have started comedy that now? I, I have a feeling that I wouldn't be alive because any drug that anybody would put in front of me from the age of like nine to like fucking 30 is uh, I would snort it, you know? I never had somebody put Even some weed? Yeah, I would liquefy it and then just <laughs> and then it, snort bro, it. Yeah. And just snort it, dude. It goes straight it. into your fucking nasal. No, that's cavity. the only way I that's do weed only, either. That's the, only, that's the only reason why I can't smoke weed anymore because now <laughs> since I did so much nose candy when I was younger... My sinuses are fucked, so if I have any weed and I smoke it, it fucks up my sinuses and I get a sinus infection. It's I a will vicious ad- cycle, bro. Vicious cycle. I will admit that Coke is a hell of a drug. Mine that- was meth, though. Yeah, I wasn't too big into that. With Coke, you can do it, and you could fall. You could do it at like nine at night and fall asleep at like eleven thirty. That and was too that was cut, cut then, man. Yeah, but every time I would do cocaine, that's the way that it would happen. I know with meth, I would take one uh, one key at fucking 8 o'clock at night. And it was the glass. Yeah, and at 8 Ugh. in the morning, I'd be, like, repainting my driveway. Or yeah. painting the side of the house. The most That's the thing. Ever. The one time I went on meth, it was awesome. Yeah, and I'll admit, like, yeah, like you said, you'll want to paint your driveway, you want to do what you want to do all the things yeah. you want to do. Yeah. It gets you very productive, but that's the problem, is that you never want to get off it. Like, the... Yeah. The coming down is 
I mean, the feeling of it is, uh, I think, a euphoric moment where you would want it 24 hours a day, seven days yeah. a week. I, I know that. I wanted it the first time so bad that, like, once we were out of it, we drove over to my dealer's house without, like, we called him, you know, 12 times or whatever, and he didn't pick up. This is 3 a.m. or some shit. And then we decided, like, oh, well, if he doesn't pick up, we'll just drive over to his house. Yeah. And then, oh, he didn't answer his door? We'll just climb through his window. Yeah. And his safe wasn't open? Well, I'll just go ahead and blow it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I literally went through his window, fell onto him while he was sleeping in his bed, and he was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what are you doing? And we're like, uh... Well, let me cleanse myself off, because I just came when you landed on me. Yeah. Like, oh, what? I better get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. just jizzed all over myself when you landed on me. Oh. And, of course, like, I was thinking to myself, oh, he'll, he won't mind me just climbing through his window. Yeah, yeah. And he'll, he'll actually, like, just welcome me with open arms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, buddy. It's fancy meeting you here at 3 in the morning. Oh, you want some more crank? You want a cake? I <laughs> yeah. can bake us a cake. Yeah. Have, have at it. <laughs> and Dude. then after that, so you look back at that moment, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I don't want to go through that moment yeah. any, anymore. <laughs> First of all, I want to, uh, once again, I do apologize for this. I, I want to thank Daryl Williams for uh, keeping me, I'm taking this as a huge compliment, bro, because you're giving me so much time. Even you said it before that if it's a conversation that you don't like, you're going to cut it off short. But with me, dude, it feels like we've been on for, what, over an hour and shit? And uh, you still are asking me questions? I appreciate that, Dee. Thank you, Big Urban Comic from Watts. It's all good. I appreciate it. And we've had a couple of beers already clink. Yeah, I feel like that these interviews are definitely like just more of chats just with comics you know, about comedy, about other stuff. But you, you know. said it, you've said it, you've had those comics where you're just like, oh, I gotta get this motherfucker off. I'm not gonna ask you, I'm not gonna ask you to yeah, name Not but, Eric, man, not yeah, Eric. Yeah, but. exactly, but you, you've noticed that. No, I, just... I, I will say, not on this show, but I will say, when I was a, a DJ in my radio days, uh, I did have those guests where, okay, they were great guests, but did I want them on the show? Did I hit them up? Did I, like, you know, vet them? Did I, like, seek them out? No. They came up to me and said, hey, you have a radio show? Do you mind if I come on and promote my stuff? And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. But, like, they weren't people that I was like, oh, no, I want them to come on because I enjoy them. And I'm not saying they're bad people, it's just... That's what happens when you're in radio. You run into people that they're they're cool, but they're not people that you would hang out with, right? Yeah. Or music that you would listen yeah. to, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, okay, I'm sure LMFAO, the the two dudes, Red Foo and yeah, yeah. Red Blue Sky, or whatever. I don't yeah. know what his name is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those two dudes are probably cool. They're probably really cool they dudes. Came on your show? No, they came through the radio station. Okay. Those were, like, the two guys that were, like, the claim to fame to the station. Like, those dudes came here. Yeah. And the DJ that got to interview him was, like, super into him. And I was like, all right, if I had to interview him, I would be cool with it. Yeah. But it's not like I would be dead, you know, or dying to see them. Or, like, oh, what? 
I can die a happy man because LMFAO was on my radio show. Red food touched my beard. He yeah. touched my shoulder. <laughs> right. That I am I am yep. I could die now. You know, like, can you can you He told me Champagne Showers was about my sister. There it is. And uh now I can live uh happy now for the rest of my life. A oh. happy white supremacist. <laughs> I will say Long Beach is a very diverse uh, landscape. You know, there's definitely areas where you're like, whoa, let's keep driving. Yeah. And then there's other places where you're like, no, we can slow down. Yeah. Like, this place is actually kind of nice. Yeah, dude, I mean, I love Long Beach. I, I, The more I think about it, I grew up in South Central LA. Yeah. And it was, like, similar to this, but just Latino, where I lived. A couple of black uh, friends that I had around there. You know, I don't like, mind living around Latinos. Yeah. I love Latinos because they always have good, like, food cooking at all times. Yeah, but this is the crazy part that I realized. When you're in South Central, the people that are selling you oranges and roses and begging off the freeways are Mexican or Latino. I had never known that there could be somebody trying to sell you a bag of oranges that was white. <laughs> you know, or you found that Where? Yeah. In, 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 uh, in South Long Beach? Beach. Oh. No, in Long Beach. What? When I first moved here, and there are people begging what? for money, and they're white. And I'm thinking, why is a white person <coughs> begging for money? Don't you have, like, a trust fund or, you know, some uh, some savings bonds that you were born with as soon as yeah. you're white? That doesn't happen? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that doesn't that was, happen. Really? That's the thing, like, believe it or not, there's a lot of poor white people out there. That's bullshit. Yeah. Where? You don't just get money for being white. But even white people... White people areas are not as bad as let's let's be I honest. I had that bro. happen. Yeah. I had when a I was white hood, a white ghetto is a lot different than true. a Latino or a black ghetto. Bro. It's more of a first of all, it's there's less killing, there's less uh, police brutality and less police killings. Well, there's and less more, police cover-ups. There's more domestic violence and less more uh, beer and more murder. Yeah, more beer and meth. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but less murder, less uh, you know drive-bys, and then more like, hey, he beat his wife, or he, you know, threw his kid down a well. More golf-related murders, I would assume, right? (laughs) Yeah, I would assume, yeah. Yeah, he cheated at golf. Right, so he killed his wife, yeah. yeah. exactly, and he did knock down the eighth bowling pin, so I killed, you know, his soul, whatever. But that's that's what what happened. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I had a black friend, his name was Derek, and he... Totally had like a better upbringing. He we went to the same school as me, but he totally like you know had family that stayed together. He had a you know loving you know network, yeah. parents that like you know cared about what he did. Like yeah. you know I was the kid that like yeah we were a middle class family, but my parents didn't care what I did. They weren't like oh you got an A or you got a C. What the fuck? Like it was like who cares? You didn't get expelled. I guess that's awesome. But that's the thing. Like, no matter... Like, I was envious of my friend Derek. But so he was... So you were the black one. Yeah, but yeah. he was envious of me. Like, yeah, yeah. no matter how many times I was like, no, dude, like, your life is better. He would always go, yeah, but you're white. Yeah. But you're, like... Completely like, valid point. Yeah, like, the Check white guy would make. always be like... Check and make, bro. <laughs> you could be the most horrible white guy. Be the ugliest, be the world's fattest man. Just have no work ethic, and soon enough, you'll own, you'll own your own corporation. 
in a couple of years, no matter what. There's right. going to be somebody that dies, and you inherited something, or there's going to be just something that happens to where, like, oh there's... my god, uh, you know, uh, Draymond or fucking Felipe are dead. I don't know how that happened. They both died simultaneously of <laughs> a heart attack, and now fucking Chad is going to take over with his big 790-pound ass <laughs> on this type of shit. But yeah, no, I'm just fucking around. I know. I mean, I know there's people. No, white but that's people the thing. There. Like, there's white people out there that go through some shit. I'm not gonna diminish it, that shit. It's not it. here in in Long Beach. It's not here in Long Beach, dude. Like, what area would you consider a white ghetto? Well, you know, places in the South, places you know in, in well, I live Central. I'm in California, son, and I believe Los Angeles is the best coast. So please let me know where is there a white ghetto here in California, Los Angeles? Uh, well, I don't know. That's the thing. It would be interesting to see what uh, Skid Row is like comprised of. You know what race? Homeless veterans. You know what race is like? You know predominantly in that area, and that area you can see on Google. Google actually has Skid Row on. Like marked on the map. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if they have that in uh, New York, where they'll actually like mark out where the homeless people hang I'm out at. Sure. What's, what's a place over there that would be called the Skid Row? I don't know, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, yeah, <laughs> Manhattan, yeah, yeah. Anywhere in New York is Skid any of the five Row boroughs. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, we're gonna get some. Uh oh, shit! East Coast. Oh, yep. What? Tupac, Biggie. Exactly. Even though Tupac is the greatest rapper of all time. No right. Yeah. Here. California love, man. You can't yeah. go wrong with that. Well, California. Song. When you get the Tupac, the Tupac is just the greatest. If I would, if I was able to get a Tupac tattoo, right, I would get one. But I'm running out of room since I have a lot of tattoos. I will say you are pretty tatted up. Where would how much of uh, your body is tattooed? I'd say both my arms, my chest, my sides. So you're all sleeved back, up, and, and this one in the back. Of my you head. have your whole back. Yeah. Well, no, not my whole back. Uh, my chest is completely done. Your whole chest. My sides. Your whole sides. my upper back. So you're pretty much upper torso is yeah. all done. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one on the back of my calf. So, yeah. Where was your first tattoo? It was this left uh, meaty area of my left arm. And it started off with being a slipknot. Like the logo? The logo of slipknot. You remember it was like a, it looked like a... A fucking uh, a George Clooney esque from Dust Till Dawn. Yes. Uh, S. If you would. Yes. Yeah. So tribal, I think is what it was called. A tribal S. Tribal S. Yes. And, yeah. So it started off that way, and then when, after. When was did finished, you get that? Ninety-six. So how old were 16. you? Sixteen. I was about sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. So. Okay, I think we're a year apart. I'm thirty-four. Yeah. So I'm two years older than you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So yeah. 96, that's when I started high school, yeah. and you're already 16, and you're like, hey man, I need to, I love Slipknot, and I want to fucking oh, no. put first, this on my arm forever. First of all, let's, let's, let's start off with this. Uh, I grew up in, in um, I would say... Because I would almost think that you would want like a Los Lobos tattoo or something. Well, I was, and that's where I was getting to the point. I grew up with just gang members all in my family. Right. That, that was it, right? So I grew up, yeah, like, you know, with the cholos everywhere and shit. Yeah. Cops always harassing us. And my grandmother hates the cops to this day. You yeah. Know, she shakes her cane whenever she sees a fucking cop nodding. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But, yep. But, yeah, so I grew up that way. So, yeah, I mean, it would go. But at that point, dude, I was just a complete maggot, dog. Uh, like, in terms of uh, whenever Slipknot would come into town, I was there. I connected with Slipknot lyrics. Hey, believe reason. me, I had my Slipknot years yeah. as well. I mean, who, who cannot... As a teenager, think of fucking Especially all, when you're a guy world, and you're in that angst, yeah. 
you're in that moment where you're like, fuck the world, yeah. fuck this shit, and then here comes a band that's like saying the same thing and is super aggressive. Yeah, hell yeah. You Let's get, do this. <laughs> I, at that stage of my life, I would fight anyone. Anyone would fucking look at me sideways, I would fight them. But I just wanted to fight. I had yeah. a brother, or I still have a brother. <laughs> I had a brother, it's a sad yeah. story. But I don't want to get into that at this point. No, but I have a brother, and he's five years younger than me. And yeah, like... When I moved out of that aggressive phase, he was still getting right into it. And he was all like, you know, metal till we die, all this shit. And and I was like, dude, it's just a phase. Like, it's not, I'm not saying you're going to love it forever. You might love it forever, but you're not going to be, like, there's going to come a point where it won't be as much to you. Yeah. And he's like, fuck that. You're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. And then, yeah, cut to, like, five years down the road, and he's like, yeah, they ain't that great. Like, I don't need to hear every Slipknot album. First of all, that's bullshit, because they are that great. (laughs) No matter what you're talking about, fucking D, Daryl. They are awesome. There goes your Urban Watts fucking upbringing. You don't Uh, like Speed Metal. I lost my cred. Yeah, you don't like Speed Metal, bro. But fucking Slipknot still kicks ass. To this day, in fact, I love I love fucking Pantera, Sepultura, yeah, uh, fucking uh, Slipknot. It was a Brazilian. Was that the Sepultura? The Brazilian, fucking, yeah, yeah, around that time. And then yeah. also, of course, Tool. Tool, I fucking love Tool. Fucking, yeah, yeah. And of course, like you know, even Nine Inch Nails. like Testament, yeah, and like even Anthrax and like like bands well, back get, in the but day. Then you're getting into like Slayer, Megadeth, Metallica type of shit. I, I all those three, I'd be like, yeah, I'd see those guys. Yeah, I would too. They were giving me the tickets. But yeah, I mean, once you started getting more into like the mid-90s, late-90s, it was mostly Slipknot when it came to that scene. And Korn. They and had Mushroom Head. They had fucking and Dead Sea. They had bands like that. I was and like, ICP oh, was coming out. and Insane <laughs> Clown Posse just seemed... And, but they're making millions of dollars. I know, they got the Juggalos. See, they got it, that shit forever. I have a feeling that they're in the same cult as like anyone who votes for Donald Trump. Like Once they get into that, it's just like... Well, that's oh, what... What celebrity is nowadays is, and even with comics, bringing it back, yeah. is that you just have to have a following big enough that you can support a living on. Is like, okay, if I can get 1,200 people to show up at every city I show up at, that's good enough. I don't need millions. I don't need, like, hundreds of millions of people seeing my face or knowing what I am or buying my product. No, I just need 1,200 from, like, 15 different cities. Yeah. I just need enough. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many comics that I'm not saying, I'm not dogging on them. I'm just saying, this is the new paradigm. This, like, Doug Benson and a lot of guys that do podcasts that are also live shows. Yeah. That is one of those things where you're like, okay, you have a following. You're not, like, a known brand for everybody, but you have enough people that are going to support you. That you don't have to work a regular job no. in order to make this. Yeah. You can show up to Cincinnati and have a per- and have a theater sold out for your show. Yeah. And does everybody in Cincinnati know who Doug Benson is? No. No, but 1,200 people, 1,500 people know who he is yeah. and are willing to buy a, a ticket. Yeah. And that's how I'm like, that's a good measure of success. Like, if you have a following, if you can go to a city that goes... I don't want to see comedy. I want to see that yeah, guy's yeah, comedy. Yeah. Right now, when we're open micers, yeah. nobody's going to an open mic going, oh, I hope Anthony's there. 
Oh, I hope Daryl's there. Well, I don't know about you, but I've heard that before. Like, <laughs> I hope Anthony is at that open mic, but there's going to be 120 comedians there. So I don't know about you, D, but you're not doing your work correctly <laughs> if you don't get that like I do over here. Oh, man, wasn't that a great episode? Oh, my God, that was so hilarious. I mean, Anthony definitely is a good guy. He loves uh, comedy, and I like that uh, me and him always hit it off, and, and we we're always uh, thinking of the same things. Oh, man, he is definitely a good guy. So if you guys want to, again, check out Anthony Mojica, go to Toner Charmer at Instagram, or you can go to Toner Charmer at uh, Facebook or Twitter or any of those types of things. It's T-O-N-E-R-C-H-A-R-M-E-R. Charmer. Toner Charmer. Or just look up Anthony Mojica, and I'm sure you will find anything you want. Okay, it is Anthony M-O-J-I-C-A. All right, let's go. Anyway, so... Guys, thank you for tuning in once again to This Comics Life. There will be more episodes of me doing some open mics to come in a few weeks. I've definitely been uh, going to open mics here and there throughout the OC area. So definitely tune in next week for a whole lot more of me doing stand-up, trying to make people laugh for free. All right, and also, if you want to check me out, definitely go to The D Stories on Twitter, or you can go to... This Comics Life on Facebook or Instagram, or you can hit me up on the email, which is thiscomicslifepod at gmail.com. All right, guys, thanks again, and tune in every week or subscribe to wherever you get podcasts because there's new episodes every Monday. Yep, this is a new week, and it's starting on Monday. Every new episode is coming out this Monday. All right, guys, so tune in a whole lot more. There's going to be comics sketches me doing stand-up everything it's gonna be nuts thanks again guys and peace out